binoculars do you think you know Bruce McAvaney has? Uh, and does he have Carl Zeiss as his main set? He, he joins the us. absolute best. The legendary Steve. broadcaster is with us. How are you, Bruce? I'm well, Steve. Um, I do have a few, including my father's from a long time ago. But um, even the big 15 by 60s that we needed at um, Flemington that Bill Collins sort of got us all on to. So nothing better than a good pair of binoculars. Yeah, Bill Collins. No doubt you would have uh, met Bill plenty of times. We just talked about his amazing broadcast of... You know, Vaux Rogue and just uh, at Talak, and we talked about, you know, some of his great Cox Plate calls earlier, Red Anchor and so on. Steve, it's the reason I wanted to be a broadcaster. I lived, you know, in Adelaide as a young boy, and I, we got Bill and not Bert Bryant, and, you know, I only really got to appreciate Bert later in life when I heard a lot of his calls. But, no, I, I wrote to Bill when I was 11 years of age saying, you know, how do I become you? Um, and, yeah, no, he was a great inspiration. And uh, many a time, unfortunately, I've been in the box alongside of him and called what I thought wasn't a bad race until I've heard his afterwards and thought, oh boy, uh, why didn't I think <laughs> of that? Bruce, he just had a way of making you get excited, didn't he? Like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Yeah, look, it was rhythm, I think. It was timing. He never rushed. Um, clarity. Um, as you say, you know, races into equal and immortality. Uh, you know, the champ still might get up and win and all those sorts of things. Um, yeah, um, that day when at Talak and Bone Crusher and that Australian Cup when wow, that was he sort amazing. of said with it was with about a furlong to go and I called that race as well for Channel Ten. Made a mess of the photo, but with about a furlong to go, he said something like, you know, Bone Crusher's gonna have to be everything we think he is. Now, not exactly those words, but how do you have the poise to stop and think like that when he's coming at At Talak? So I learned a lot from him. Um and he, he hit the desk bill. too, didn't he? D didn't he, Bruce? He sort of hit the desk and he said, what did he say? Um, bone crusher. Bone crusher, at talent. And then bang the desk. He did. <laughs> uh, he absolutely did. Um, there's only one bill. There's only one yeah. bill. And look, I, I, I'm you know, lucky enough to know people like Greg and, and Matty Hill well. And when we do get together, um, Bill's always one topic of conversation. And I always said to Greg that, you became a legend following a legend, and I now say to Matt, you're going to become a legend following a legend who followed a legend. So it's, it's quite, I, I love that symmetry in Melbourne race calling. I think it's, uh, it, it's great. And Bruce, Matt's got the, the same sort of gift as you where he can not only do racing, but he can do a heap of other sports as well, and that's a real gift. Yeah, no, he's, what I've loved about him, Steve, is, you know, his curiosity and his sort of quest for adventure and you know you, you you know you guys know that he often done entry grand nationals and been all around the world doing all sorts of different racing but all different sports i mean he nearly lost his life as we know in 2008 and with the beijing olympics when he was in hong kong with the equestrian and thankfully uh thankfully here he is um going as well as he is so a wonderful young fella not as young as he used to be, but uh, quite brilliant. I mean, aren't we lucky? I mean, you know, David's a superb caller up your way. Darren just captures all those big Randwick and Rosehill moments, doesn't he? And and so does Matt. And, um, and no, we're in, we're in a good place, I think. Mm. Bruce, how many Cox plates have you called? Um, I've hosted a lot, Stephen. Called quite a few, but uh, I um, the first one I went to, uh, and I think I've been to everyone since, was 1984, Red Anchor. So I was living in Adelaide until the end of 1983 and then went over to Melbourne uh, to work. Um, and that was the first one. And what a special horse Red Anchor was. Um, 
recently inducted into the Hall of Fame, I think, last year. But So that was the first one I went to, and then I called quite a few, and then I hosted a lot. Uh, they're magical days, Steve and, and, and Maxie, um, you guys know. I mean, it's, it's the day that defines a racehorse. Uh, it, it, we've got great racing in Australia, and a lot of these races are quite new, as we know, and they've all been, a lot of them, spectacular successes. But I can't... The Melbourne Cup makes you very famous, but I can't think of another race that makes you great, like the Cox Plate. It, it, it takes a horse from good to great, and some horses from great to legends, and uh, it happens every year. Uh, you just have to look at that on a roll. Is it? I'm just looking at it now, Bruce. You know the the three time of the Kingston Town uh, eighty eighty one eighty two, and then um, the deeds of some some wonderful horses right through to Winks with the four timer up to two thousand and eight. It's extraordinary honour roll. I, I just marvel at this honour roll that I'm looking at now, and I, I guess. For you and for everybody, it'd be difficult to pick out just one over the years. Or, or have you got one in the back of your mind that thinks um, that the, uh, brings back great memories for you? Uh, Maxie, it is difficult. The 30 horses that have won the Cox Plate are in the Hall of Fame. Now, no other race has got anything wow. quite near that. I mean, it's, mm. it's, and Animo will probably... Animo will go in, so there's 31. Um, it, um, look, the, it's a difficult question. Um, the easy answer is bone crusher because it was just such a big build up and the race was remarkable i called that you know built with bill's famous me. But when the diva swept wide on the turn and, and knowing that she was on her way maybe to a third melbourne cup and it was sort of an incredible tsunami wave uh you know the battles with sunline and northerly uh, there's just so many um it never fails uh, but Look, I, I I'm, you know, have a love affair with Winks, and so many of us do, and her four triumphs were incredible. I mean, Kingston Town's third one. I wasn't there. I was listening to Bill in Adelaide, and I'd love to have been there. I mean, that was... And then Manicato, of course, on the same day, the Million Dollar Man. But I, I, I think for taking your breath away from run race, it still comes down to bone crush, I think. Mm, okay. Bruce, the strength of this year's race, the Cox Plate, you've got some fascinating stats, re, the 2023 version that we see tomorrow. Yeah, look, Stephen, I, I contacted you yesterday because I, I was listening to you and Nathan and, and really enjoyed the, the summary, but I think, it, I just feel like maybe it's been undersold slightly. I think this is a very strong version. Um, you could imagine, if you had a Cox Plate badge to some of these horses you could imagine what your recollection will be of them in 10 years time you put a cox plate alongside alligator blood or mr brightside or zaki or, or uh, you know romantic warrior and what that would do for hong kong racing look there are 10 individual group one winners in the race so, so there's 12 starters uh, that's a high number last year there were nine so i, I was going to compare it specifically with last year because that comparison was made you know yesterday and at other times it's a stronger race than last year. So the 10 horses that have won Group 1s have won 31 between them. If you look at the lead-up races, so, you know, the traditional wait-for-age races and the one set weights and penalties with the Turnbull Stakes, those races that sort of are the pathway to the Cox Plate, well, these we've never had this before. So the winner of the Winks, the Memsey, the Fian, the Mackaybe Diva, the Underwood, the Turnbull... The King Charles, which was the George Main, and the Might and Power, the Corporal. So, those eight races, all those winners are running tomorrow. Now, Turnbull Stakes was initiated in 1948. So, this is the only time in 75 years that all the winners. Now, 
three of the horses have won them twice. Fangirls won two, Alligator Bloods won two, and, and Mr Brightside's won two this year. But then you add in your gold trips and obviously um, the, the horse um, Pinstripe who qualified, etc. So we've never had before a collection of all those lead-up race winners running in one Cox Play. Last year, we didn't have a, a three-year-old from Australia or a mare. That's the first time in the history of the Cox Plate we haven't had either, or, or, or one of each. So, we, you know, we've had situations without a three-year-old, situations without a mare. I think the three-year-olds always add so much to a Cox Plate. And we've got two very good mares. I mean, Fangirl is outstanding, and Dewis has been outstanding. I think this is... And Romantic Warriors... I mean, you tell me, Maxie, he's arguably... I think he's nearly on a par with Grand Deer. I think Grand Deer is probably the best international that's ever raced in the Cox Plate, better than Ben mm. Battle. Uh, Highland Reel became greater afterwards. Um, and then you've got a Breeders' Cup winner, which we've never had before in a Cox Plate. We've had Highland Reel come and then go and win a Breeders' Cup, but we've never had a Breeders' Cup winner run. So, Steve, when I look at it, I think this is a really, really strong... Cox You've Plate. convinced and think, everybody. I, and I where you get those stats from, yeah. I, I've got no idea. <laughs> well, you've got to sometimes... We don't know what we're looking at sometimes in racing. Sometimes it takes us 10 years to realise what we've seen. And I think tomorrow we're going to see a special one. And what do you, you like, Bruce? What do you like, yeah. Militarise. I mean, I like a lot. I, I think there's only two that would shock me. Um, Pinstripe and My Oberon. They would really, you know, rock your socks. There are a couple of others that would you know, got a Jewish one for Ollie. Boy, boy, that would be something. But and that would be a. I like Militarise. I, I, I loved him as a two-year-old. I thought his Golden Rose win was oh, freakish. How did he win? Um, and forget last start. You know, Caulfield Guineas. Um, Sixteen horses have gone from a Caulfield Guineas and won a Cox Plate. Only four have actually won the Caulfield Guineas. Only four of the Cox Plate winners of 16 have won. So I've got no worries about him running fifth. I mean, that's where So You Think finished. I like him. I like Romantic Warrior. And I like Fangirl. But I'm with Militarise. I can understand all these stats. Your dad was an accountant, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. Um, and uh, if he was with me, Steve, he'd probably pick up... He's long gone, but he'd probably say, you got that wrong, sir. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Thanks for joining us, Bruce. No, it's a pleasure, Steve. All the best, and uh, let's enjoy tomorrow, eh? Absolutely, we will. Thank you, Bruce. Bye-bye.